Deadwood, According to Jim, The Shield, Sex in the City, Drive, and more. Stay tuned. Hey there, I am Trevor Kimball, and welcome once again to the TV series finale update for Friday, the 13th of July, 2007. Thank you very much for joining me, and uh, let's get right to it. Actually, in honor of today being Friday the 13th, our first story is going to be about that creepy, kooky, crazy family, the Adams Family. Watch out! After mastering comics, television, commercials, games, and movies, the creepy and kooky clan are set to take over the stage. Created by cartoonist uh, Charles Adams, the macabre family members got their start in the New Yorker magazine in 1938 and continued until Adams' death in 1988. On television, Gomez, Morticia, and the rest were the subject of a well-loved live-action series that lasted from 1964 to 1966. And actually, most of the cast reunited in 1977 for a reunion movie. It was actually not that well received, but that's beside the point. The Adams Family have been in two animated series, games, two feature films, a direct-to-DVD sequel to the feature films, and even an M&M's commercial, which we mentioned uh, a couple of months ago. Plans are now underway to bring the Adams Family to the stage in the form of a Broadway musical, of all things. The production will be authored by the team of Drama Desk Award winner, uh, Andrew Lippa, and Tony Award winners Marshall Brickman and Rick Elise. Production company Elephant Eye Theatrical announced that the musical is scheduled to be part of the 2009-2010 Broadway season after an out-of-town tryout period. A draft of the script is going to be ready for a table read probably around next spring. Now, the character rights have been granted by the T. and Charles Adams Foundation, and this actually marks the first time that the characters are going to be seen on stage. This milestone is not lost on Elephant Eye producer Stuart Oaken, who said, quote, This property has great potential. It's an iconic title. We have both the advantage and the responsibility of having these characters that people all think they know. He continued and said, I'm confident this outstanding creative team is reimagining the work for the stage in a way that would make Charlie proud. End quote. The musical is going to be based on the New Yorker cartoons rather than the movies or the television versions. But if you think about it, so much of what we know of the Adams family comes from the small screen. So you really can't help but wonder if aspects of the television show aren't going to slip in. It hasn't been determined as yet whether the familiar TV theme song will be allowed to be part of the production, but we'll keep you posted as we hear more. From there, we go on to another popular sitcom, according to Jim, on ABC. After the network upfronts in May, many news organizations prematurely reported that According to Jim had been canceled after six seasons. Though the sitcom wasn't part of the fall or mid-season schedules, ABC Entertainment President Stephen McPherson said, quote, We are talking to the studio to see if there's something financially, uh, a deal that would make sense for us, end quote. Well, Jim has declined considerably in the ratings since it debuted in 2001. Last season, viewership averaged approximately, uh, I think, 6.6 million viewers a week and ranked 105th for the season. 
Though, to be fair, it was often pitted up against the very hugely successful American Idol over on Fox. ABC dumped the similarly rated George Lopez sitcom, but wanted to keep its options open on According to Jim. Quite honestly, though, few expected the sitcom to return for another year. But it appears Jim Belushi's sitcom has beaten the odds. It's now been announced that According to Jim has been renewed for a seventh and likely final season. The season will be made up of 18 episodes and is expected to return mid-season, which means basically January or earlier if one of ABC's other sitcoms tanks beforehand. The pickup had apparently been in the works for a while, but was held up by some negotiations. What does the new season hold for According to Jim? Well, there might be a new baby in Jim and Cheryl's household. Actress Courtney Thorne-Smith is expecting her first child in January. And speaking of sitcoms making miraculous returns, The Knights of Prosperity, ABC's cancelled sitcom, is also going to be back. Not for a new season, but it's going to come back this summer. Now, if you remember back, the offbeat sitcom Knights of Prosperity debuted on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2007, to poor ratings. ABC kept it running for nine weeks, but unfortunately, you know, viewership just didn't pick up. People, some people liked it, but uh, I guess it just wasn't enough. When the network pulled the series back in February, ABC maintained that it would return at some point in the future. Well, apparently, that time has come. ABC has announced that Knights of Prosperity is going to return to primetime on August 8th, with episode 10 airing at 8.30 and episode 11 at 9.30. Episode 12 is scheduled to air the following week, uh, let's see, August 15th at 8.30 p.m., and then the series finale will follow uh, on August 22nd at 8.30 p.m. The return comes as the Knights turn their sights on robbing comedian Ray Romano. Interestingly, when ABC executives were working out the schedule for the 2007-2008 fall schedule, it was said that the low-rated Knights was actually being considered for renewal. If that had happened, the four remaining episodes would probably have been shelved until fall and combined with nine second-season episodes. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and the series was canceled in May. Another ABC-canceled series is also going to be making a return. ABC serial drama The Nine was pulled way, way back in November 2006 after seven episodes and, quite frankly, poor ratings. Though the network maintained that the series would return, it was looking less and less likely as time went on. And now, eight months later, after the series has been canceled, it appears ABC is keeping their word on Wednesday, August 1st at 10 p.m. Episode number 8, entitled Turning Point, will kick off the run. Unfortunately, the network won't be providing an extensive recap to refresh your memory of what came before, and ABC recently removed the previously aired episodes from their website. They are, however, still available for purchase via iTunes and Amazon.com. It's hoped that ABC will air all six of the unaired episodes, If only diehard fans tune in, though, it's a pretty strong possibility that the series will be pulled prematurely once again. In any case, viewers will probably never learn what happened inside the bank. 
as we uh, talked about back in January, the 13 episodes were completed before the series was canceled. And as ABC Entertainment President Stephen McPherson said, quote, the series wasn't designed to end at the end of the 13, so it doesn't answer that specific question, end quote. It was hinted at one point that ABC might work with nine creators, Hank and K.J. Steinberg, to offer fans some additional information on what might have been. That could have come as the form of releasing synopses of the four scripts that were ordered back in late October 2006, but that were never shot. Um, they could have put this out there, you know, in, in a similar vein to what they did for, um, in a similar vein to what CBS gave Smith fans last fall. Unfortunately, it seems that ABC considers the nine basically dead weight, and fans of the show are going to be left wondering, probably for a long, long time. Hey, did you miss the last two episodes of Drive? You remember the Fox series that they were planning to air the last two episodes on July 4th? Well, actually, they weren't on July 4th, if you were looking for them. They were rescheduled for tonight, Friday the 13th, for a while. And now Fox has pulled them once again. But, fortunately, they're not going to leave viewers hanging completely. As fans of Fox's drama Drive know all too well, the series was canceled after four episodes, and a total of six episodes were completed. The broadcasts of those two last two episodes of Drive have now been canceled, but the network says that they will be posted online on Monday, July 16th. And uh, it's also expected that they may be made available for download via Amazon or iTunes. Unfortunately, those two final episodes will not resolve the race and will leave viewers, likely, with a whole lot of questions. I won't go into the details of it, but the executive producers Tim Minear and Craig Silverstein sat down for uh, an extensive interview for DriveFans.com, and the two executive producers gave a few clues as to what might have been if the series had continued. And you can find all the details uh, on TVSeriesFinale.com. We've broken it down by different characters. And uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I personally really enjoyed the series, but it's apparently not going to go any further than the uh, six episodes. And on a similar note, do you remember the talk about the Deadwood movies? Two movies that were going to wrap up the uh, Deadwood series from HBO? Well, let me, let me catch you up. Last May, it was leaked that HBO would not be renewing the Deadwood series for a fourth season. It looked like the rough-language Western series was headed into the sunset until fans caught wind of the idea. They put together a major campaign that flooded HBO with letters, petitions, and angry calls. They even took out a full-page ad in the Hollywood trade paper Variety, indicating that they would be canceling their HBO subscriptions if Deadwood didn't return. Well, not surprisingly, shortly thereafter, Deadwood creator David Milch and HBO worked out a deal for a pair of two-hour movies that would resolve the series' storylines. At the time, it was expected that the movies would air in 2007. In January, it was said that Milch was excited about his script ideas and production was scheduled to start shooting in uh, June or July. Well, that hasn't happened. And to date, none of the series' actors have indicated that they've been signed on to the new projects. But HBO was you know, committed to making them eventually, right? 
apparently not. Michael Lombardi, HBO president of Programming Group and West Coast Operations, said yesterday that, quote, they haven't had a conversation, end quote, with Milch about the Deadwood movies. Though the movies looked like a sure thing last spring, the executive only said, quote, it's certainly on our books as something we're still interested in, end quote. Lombardi indicated that it would be a very difficult thing to pull the project together. Milch is exhausted from making his new series, John in Cincinnati, for HBO, and it would also be difficult to round up the very large cast of series actors, many of whom, as we all know, have moved on to other shows and projects. On top of that, if John in Cincinnati is picked up for another year, David Milch would be expected to start writing for the second season almost immediately. Though HBO once placated outraged viewers with the movie plans, sure seems like they're not a priority any longer. And actually, when asked about the chances of the Deadwood films being made, HBO co-president Richard Plepler put the odds at only 50-50. Man, that's a far cry from uh, the word we got last year. Hopefully they'll be made, but it's sure not looking like it. One of the most anticipated big-screen movies of next year is going to be the new Star Trek movie. As we talked about a couple months back, Lost and Alias creator J.J. Abrams is currently preparing to direct the upcoming Star Trek feature film. It's going to be the 11th Star Trek movie, and Abrams reportedly intends to return to Star Trek's roots in the early days of Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Though Matt Damon has frequently been mentioned as the frontrunner to play Kirk, and he has actually said that he was interested in the role. The role has yet to be locked down. One actor who apparently won't be in the film is the original Kirk, William Shatner. Many months ago, Shatner had a meeting with Abrams to discuss the possibility of his being involved with the new film in some way. Admittedly, this could cause some story continuity issues since Kirk was killed in the 1994 movie Star Trek Generations. This fact didn't dampen Shatner's interest, and he actually teased convention attendees by telling them, something is in the wind, something exciting. Well, I think something's changed. In a recent interview, Shatner claims that he will not be part of the film, but that his longtime co-star, Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock, will. Shatner says that he called Leonard Nimoy and asked his friend if he'd heard any news on the movie. Nimoy replied that he read the script, liked it, and then hesitantly admitted that he, meaning Leonard Nimoy, was part of it, but that William Shatner was not. The interviewer asked William Shatner, well, why didn't Leonard say, you know, if Bill's not in it, I'm not going to be in it? And Shatner jokingly replied, because we're not that good friends. I mean, the man needs the money. Leonard loves to benefit the whole stargazing thing at the planetarium. Very funny. Now, keep in mind that this is all subject to change and not official. Nimoy's representatives say that the comet would be premature at this point. And of course, Paramount, who owns Star Trek, has a very strict policy of not commenting on rumors. Though now retired from movies, Leonard Nimoy has previously said that he would be open to playing Spock in Star Trek Eleven, if he thought that the project had merit. He was also open to playing Spock's father, Sarek, a role originally played by the late Mark Leonard. If Nimoy actually has a part in the film, 
it would likely be in one of three roles, as the father of a young Spock, as an older Spock recounting his first adventures with Kirk, or perhaps even as a, in a cameo role playing a different character entirely. As to William Shatner's involvement, I don't know, I think it's still going to happen. In part because the Star Trek screenwriters really want Shatner to be part of the project. And uh, when they heard about William Shatner's rumored upset, one of them said, we were very surprised about that. And then the other said, we're certainly hoping to include him in the shoot because we have nothing but reverence and awe for the man. Production is underway, but filming isn't scheduled to actually begin until November 2007. So, you know, there's a lot of times for things to change. And actually, J.J. Abrams is expected to make a presentation and announce casting at San Diego's Comic-Con International in a couple weeks. And as Spock would say, there are always possibilities. And speaking of possibilities, let's talk about The Shield. The sixth season of The Shield just came to an explosive conclusion, and fans you know, already can't wait for more of the you know, complex Law & Order series. As we talked about before, the upcoming seventh season will be the show's last and will be made up of 13 episodes. Production is currently underway and is expected to continue for at least another six months. The season is expected to begin airing in spring 2008 on FX, and it sounds like, quite honestly, it's going to be worth the wait. Michael Chiklis said, Our creator, Sean Ryan, is writing with complete abandon because he sees the endgame for the series. From what I understand, this is it. And I have mixed emotions about it because this has, hands down, been the greatest experience of my life as an actor. It's hard to imagine it coming to an end. I just want, don't want to go there yet. So, hearing that, is this really going to be the end of Vic Mackey? Well, it's hard to say right now, but Chickless would be interested in bringing Mackey to the big screen. Chickless told MTV recently, Wow, there are a lot of questions about the potential of a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie these days. I don't dismiss the possibility at all. I, I think it's potentially very real. It would all really depend on the idea. We're very, very protective of the S.H.I.E.L.D. So would this movie be a continuation of the television series? Or, well, probably not. Chickless envisions Mackie moving into die-hard-like adventures. And he said, quote, I don't think The Shield will be a movie, but I think that there's a potential for Vic Mackey to be in a movie, end quote. Of course, this is all guesswork right now and would be impossible if Mackey doesn't survive through the next 13 episodes. As Chickless says, quote, it really depends on if he even survives this season because with these writers, you don't really know. I don't think they even know yet how it's going to end. There's no question that it could go on. End quote. And speaking of big screen adaptations, if you're a fan of the 1988 to 2004 series Sex in the City, you know that rumors of a big screen reunion have been around for a long time, even before the HBO series concluded. It now looks like it's really going to happen, and unlike most TV to movie adaptations, this one could actually be good. Following two years of negotiations, series stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, Kristen Davis, and Cynthia Nixon 
have all now been signed to resume their trademark roles from the series. In addition, Sex and the City's longtime executive producer, Michael Patrick King, has written the feature film and will direct. King will co-produce along with Parker, John Melfi, and Darren Starr. And it was Starr, who you might remember, created the sitcom based on work of New York Observer columnist Candace Bushnell. New Line Cinema is expected to finance and distribute the picture. A film version was actually in the works prior to the series finale, but fell through, supposedly, because of demands by Cottrell. She reportedly wanted script approval as well as a salary rivaling Sarah Jessica Parker's, who was paid more as an executive producer of the HBO series. Cottrell is now said to be happy with her deal, which gives her input on her part of this film, a big paycheck, and a future series deal with HBO. The big question for fans is, will Carrie still be with her Mr. Big? The plot details of the reunion are, you know, of course, under wraps, but the answer to that question is likely going to have a lot to do with whether actor Chris Knoth signs on for the movie. Filming is expected to begin this fall, but deals with supporting players have yet to be made. A title for the film has yet to be announced as well, but the Sex and the City reunion is expected to be released sometime in 2008. And that takes us to a listener question for the week. Uh, Let's see, this one comes from Gino, who asks about the reality series that was on CBS last year, Armed and Famous. Um, This was the series about celebrities becoming police officers in Muncie, Indiana. Gina wants to know if any of the actors stayed on as police officers. Well, Gino, as you probably remember, the celebrities on the show were stars Eric Estrada, Latoya Jackson, Jack Osborne, wrestler Trish Stratus, and Jason Acuna. After a training period, the celebrities were sworn in as reserve officers on December 5, 2006. During production of the show, there was reportedly mm, a few problems. The biggest issue supposedly came about as the result of a mistaken midnight raid on a home. Jack Osborne, CBS, and the Muncie Police Department were all named in a $1 million lawsuit by a woman who was handcuffed for half an hour uh, and her home was searched and raided. I'm not sure if the lawsuit has been resolved, but there honestly didn't sound like there was much to the case. Although it sounded like Jack Osborne might continue with law enforcement, it appears that none of the celebrities from the show stayed on the force or in the Muncie, Indiana area. And before we go this week, I wanted to give you an update on something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, in that I want to try something a little different with the podcast in the future. I wanted to let you know that we're going to be doing our first live show on July 25th at 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, and that's 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you'd like to take part, just head on over to TalkShoe.com, that's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com, and uh, have a listen to the podcast being read live, and then afterwards we can discuss uh, television and, and whatever you'd like to discuss with me via phone or Skype or even text chat. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for this week. If you'd like to submit a question or have some feedback, you can email it to podcast at tvseriesfinale.com or you can leave a message at 213-985-1014. 
And if you'd like to receive these podcasts automatically, please subscribe for free via iTunes or other podcast subscription software. And don't forget to visit tvseriesfinale.com for the latest cancellation news, past podcasts, videos, and details on the last episodes of your favorite shows. I'm Trevor Kimball, and until next time, which will be July 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkShoe.com, until next time, stay tuned.